Okay, let's do this one more time from the beginning. My name's Matt. I was bitten by a radioactive review. I battled fanboy opinions, saw a few concerts, watched a few movies, got the girl, bought some more fanboys, teamed up with a friend, and together, we became podcasters. Okay, welcome back to Ready, Set, Review. Uh, we are really excited. Thanks for joining us today. Uh, I'm Anthony. And I'm Matt. <laughs> and today we have a really good show for you. We're really excited. Uh, we went and got a chance to see uh, Spider-Man Into the Multiverse. We're going to get a chance to Sp- talk. F- Sp- excuse me. Spider-Man Into the <laughs> Spider-Verse. Great start already. Off to a, Off to a great start. <laughs> Off to a very start. All right, here we go. Um uh, yeah, went to see uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, uh, so we'll get a chance to do a, a quick review of that, and then we've got some really cool news and topics that we're, uh, we're excited to talk about. So, uh, yeah, so sit back, relax, and get ready to review. <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is, that, is that a new catchphrase now? Is uh, that... <laughs> I mean, you know, uh, we, I, you know we're, we're trying to create the catchphrases, right? So you know, it'll, it'll just come naturally eventually. It's, it's the absolute there, yeah. worst review show that you'll listen to. <laughs> Uh, you know, your go-to yeah. place to not learn about yeah. movies, music, comics, and culture. Yeah. It's, uh, uh, we, we, are, we are your uh, 17th favorite podcast about movies, music, comic, and culture. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, seriously, we're uh, really happy to have you guys here and, and, uh, and, and really excited. So, uh, so, so Into the Spider-Verse. Yeah, let's get right down to it. Into the Spider-Verse. Did it live up to the hype? You know, going yeah. into good going into the movie, it had a ninety-seven percent on Rotten Tomatoes. You know, we're really excited. It it, it looked really really good. Yeah, I, I that was my my thing going into this movie because I, I am a Spider-Man fan through and through, but just, just a little, a little bit. bit. Um, and I I was I I was very very skeptical of the. Uh, 100% and now 97% on Rotten Tomatoes because, uh, you know, A, as we've said here hundreds of times at Ready, Set, Review, don't listen to critics. They're all fucking stupid. Um, so usually when you see a movie that gets 100%, it's usually either one of two things. It's either some sort of, like, artsy, fartsy fucking critics eat this shit up kind of, you know, just like – uh, I don't know. I, I like the high drama, you yeah. know, like the the, the kind of movie where like yeah, drama. like high concept, like the kind of movie where the where all of the scenes are shot in such a way where it's like you know dark and and it's slow. Right, moving, and the only people that go like, to see it are the ones that like are so just enamored with that style of. Yeah, movie. exactly. It's like like every movie that gets a hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes looks like it was made by like an art school student. Like if they film somebody smoking a cigarette, it's like a three minute scene of someone smoking <laughs> a cigarette, just like wallowing in something. Or on the flip side, it's a really good movie that everybody can enjoy, and that's what Spider Verse was. It was. Quite possibly, it almost perfect, perfect Spider-Man movie. I, I was completely blown away. Yeah, I, I have to agree with you there. Um, it was such a, a fun story. It was such a. It was so well animated. Um, it, the whole thing. It, it kept you um, on the edge of your seat. There was a lot of laughs. It was. It was very funny. There were some actual like dramatic moments that, yeah. that i mean i you know yeah you know, let's let's talk piece by I mean, piece because my, my girlfriend who came to see it with us she she cried at a couple of parts in the movie yeah right, right there's there so. some definitely tearjerker moments in the movie but um and it, it's great great action uh some hilariousness and, i want to um, start with the animation because yeah, the animation was there. that's a great place to start i i don't think i've seen a movie with this style of animation and if, if you've seen the movie um the the trailer the trailer doesn't do it justice you have to see the movie because like Tell me if you saw this too. I thought that I, I felt like there were scenes that I was watching where, at some points, it felt like I was watching a 3D movie without the 3D glasses, like in a good way, like not in a blurry way, but like like the way they shot it. There were like certain scenes where things were more in the foreground and things were in the back, and it looked almost like a 3D movie, but it it wasn't. It, it was really unique. But at the same time, it was. 
Because, like, it actually used, like, a, a style of 2D animation that almost made it pop out from the screen. Right. And it was really exciting. You know, we saw it not in 3D. We actually just saw it regular, you know, standard. And um, and it was just incredible. And I'm glad we started with the animation because I brought up the fact. Now, I, I work in a, in a tad bit in aggressive environment. And I brought up <laughs> the fact that I went and saw this movie. And the first reaction was, well, isn't that a cartoon? Right? Well, yeah, yeah, go fuck yourself. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it's it's awesome. Like it yeah. was just great, and it's so enjoyable. It's something that if you have kids, you can take your kids to go see it. If you are, you know, if you have, you know, that childlike uh, uh, nature to you, you can go and see it and really enjoy it. If you like comic books, you're gonna go and enjoy it. Like it's just a fun time at the movies, and it was maybe a tad long. There were maybe a couple of points where it dragged, but really the, the most of the time it really kept you on the edge of your seat and there was really not a lot of wasted scenes. Yeah. Those people that give you a hard time for seeing, uh, Movies that are card like you're, you're their buttholes. Yeah, like, fuck, yeah we don't, fuck we don't you, need man. that kind of negativity yeah. in our life. Yeah, exactly. Just shove your negativity right up your fucking dick hole. Yeah, okay? I saw like, a good movie. It yeah. was great. So, yeah. so yeah. So the animation really struck me. I was really surprised at how good it was. Like I said, I don't think I've ever seen a movie with that specific style of animation. It was really well done. Um, and then very unique, very unique style, and I really, yeah. you know, and then, I have to echo you, you know, you and say, yeah, the the 3D animation was really cool. And original. then the the characters were just, and, and we've said this hundreds of times, you can't have a movie without good characters. And fanboys like to get up in arms when you get a movie with characters that they love that might not show uh, depictions of of character of the way they're used to seeing those characters. And uh, to what I say to them in that is, um, you know, go fuck yourself once again because these characters <laughs> – Don't be a fanboy. Yeah, don't, don't be, be a fanboy. fanboy. Friends don't let friends be fanboys. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so the characters were just so spot on um, and, and the, way, the way that they were done was exactly the way you want to see Spider-Man characters done. So let's go character by character here. Yeah, and admittedly, I was not the biggest fan of Miles Morales beforehand. I'm still not. I, 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 see, you know, that's funny because, like, I wasn't a fan. I didn't read his stuff in the comics. And not that it wasn't a fan. Like, I read his stuff and was not a fan. But I just never read the stuff. I never read yeah. the story. So it was actually pretty cool because I got a chance to learn about a new version of Spider-Man that I didn't really know about before. So um, it's interesting. He had, a, that, he had a couple different powers. Yeah. And, and it was really interesting. So it's interesting that you talk about not liking Miles Morales because I will be the first one to tell you that I don't like Miles Morales as a character um, because he, for a couple of reasons, um, it's it's the in the comic books. In the comic books. Right, in the comics. He's just the lazy man's Spider Man. Like, just to be clear about that. They give him these ridiculous powers. That uh, the, the the venom sting that he has, which is more of just like uh, more or less just electricity, and his right. invisibility, which you can equate back to like there are different species of spiders that have those powers, like fine. But the one thing that has always made Spider-Man cool, and for me, it's one of the things that I've always loved about him is that he's a perpetual underdog. He's yeah. usually physically weaker yeah. than the people that he fights, yep. um, and he's usually overpowered. So the one way that he consistently beats all of his opponents is by outsmarting them. And you, you right. get cheated a lot in the comic books with Miles Morales, and, and, and that's not even what I don't really like about him in the comic books. What I really hate about him in the comic books is that especially as of late, not so much when he first came out, but especially as of late, when he's been really brought into the, the, the six Six, uh, 616 universe. Right. They're, they're writing him as a carbon copy of Peter Parker. They're giving him all of like the the same stupid quips. Like he acts exactly like Peter Parker. Without being Peter Parker. Without being He's Peter not his Parker. Own character. Exactly. Which yeah. is just dumb. Yeah. Which is just stupid. But the reason, back to the movie, the reason why I, I love him in the movie is because that's they, they did not do that in the movie. They made they really made Miles Morales his own unique character in the movie, and that's why it works so well. And I wish this is the Miles Morales we got in the comic books. Yeah, I mean he was really cool, and and you know again I I didn't read much of his stuff in the comic books. Yeah, so much. Yeah, so but what I got to see in this movie was really exciting. It was really entertaining. Yeah, I liked the the family story. I liked you know his dad being that you know kind of straightforward cop. I love that. Um, I love the the fact that he was so straight laced and so like so so purposeful. So yeah. Um, 
uh, I don't know, straight and narrow. So exactly. Like he wouldn't even. He doesn't like let his son put stickers on things. He doesn't want him to graffiti things, right? You know, which yep. is a really cool side uh, kind of point for the character. And um, and yeah, I really liked it, and I, I liked the relationship, which is something that you don't really see nowadays in a lot of movies in as good of a way as it was done in this movie. Is having a very strong very uh prominent father-son relationship in a movie and um where to the point where they even say i love you right Which yeah is, i mean that's something you just never you don't hear in movies between yeah. a father and a son yeah you really right don't. and it's and it's unfortunate right and this was something that was really really cool it was it was something that was that i felt was very different from any other movie that i saw and it added a real different kind of dichotomy to the to the movie it had added some uh, significant depth yeah and i absolutely loved the fact that not only did I think that they make Miles Morales into a really strong character in this movie, they absolutely nailed all of the other characters as well, all the other Spider-Man characters, but specifically the Peter Parker, because there's two versions of Peter Parker right. that you see in this movie. Oh, spoiler right. alert. In Spo- case yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Spoiler In case alert. we haven't mentioned, we just, it's, it's all spoilers. Don't yeah. come here if you don't want to hear spoilers. <laughs> um, so they, the, 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 the first Peter Parker you see – um, which actually is one of the things I didn't like about the movie. I'll get to that in a moment. Um, the Peter Parker we get that comes back from the uh, from a different timeline after the Peter Parker we see at the beginning of the movie is killed. He's this like this really perfect like almost future version of Peter Parker where he's kind of like down and out a little bit. Yeah. And it, in many ways. He's the classic Peter Parker that we know and love, the Peter Parker that, like, doesn't have a lot of money and is fighting to get by, but his sense of responsibility is what really drives him to be a superhero. Because this Peter Parker, he's, like, he's lost Mary Jane. He doesn't have, like, a real job. He's lost his apartment. He's, like, you know, they show a great scene of him, like, eating day-old pizza in his apartment, like, while wearing his Spider-Man costume. Like, it's very – you almost feel kind of sad for him. And his story arc is great in the movie because his arc is all about sort of rediscovering what it was that made him become Spider-Man in the first place. Yeah, and what made him great yeah. as Spider-Man. Like yeah. What made him a hero. And I think that it's very relatable. I think that a lot of people who are in their you know late 20s and, and 30s right now um, have probably gone through at least one, maybe two bad breakups in their life. And they know, you know, when you really dedicate so much of your life to a, you know, to a person and you don't get a chance to see it through and it, it, it goes wrong for reasons either yours or, or otherwise for reasons yeah well for reasons <laughs> hey, not everything works out okay um but i mean everybody's felt that right and it makes yeah. it very relatable and everybody's been in that dark hole where all of a sudden you know you know you're surrounded by you know the 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 self-loathing and and self-pity you know yep. you're like i could have done this better i should have done this better i could have been better right i will be better right and then you're like oh if i had another chance if i had another chance and it's just one of those things where like you see him just you know kind of just wither away not wither but you know he gets depressed and he gets a, a fucking gut and he you know eating that's pizza. the best part oh my god yeah it's just they're making funny. fun of his weight yeah he just stops being <laughs> spider-man but so then so then just to to go to the point of the probably the only thing i didn't like about the movie so when they when they kill the first spider-man we're introduced to um he, uh, he, they, they show, you know, he's like, so the Spider-Man we're introduced to at the beginning of the movie is more or less like a, a well-known hero. Like he has all these, you know, he has like endorsements, basically. He's like the Superman mm-hmm. of the universe. Like everybody mm-hmm. knows who he is. So when he dies, you find out, you know, like the world gets tuned into the fact that Spider-Man is Peter Parker. Right. And you see Peter Parker and he's got blonde hair and blue eyes. And now... For me, what this, was the first thing I said to you? Yeah, I completely agree. For me, this is an obvious like little love letter to the fans, where it's like, oh, oh yeah, that could be Ben Riley. Yeah. But th- why not just call him Ben Riley? Yeah. Why not call him Ben Riley? You him obviously Riley. have a Spider Verse. Yeah. Why not just call him Ben Riley? Yeah. And again, it, it, it didn't take anything away from the movie. It's just like the one thing that, like, as a real Spider-Man fan, I was like. Come on, like just, just give us it. Come on, you know, like fucking. Uh, careful now, you're getting very close to fanboy status. That's why. That's why I said I made a point to say it didn't take anything away from the movie. It's just I, I just something I noticed. But you know, talk about you know. Let, let's talk about things that uh, 
This was Nicolas Cage's best movie in the last 10 years. Uh, disagree. 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 Uh, it was very good. I was pleasantly surprised. I, I didn't follow too closely. I didn't even know that Nicolas Cage was going to be in the movie. Um, Me neither, actually. But uh, this was not Mandy. Mandy was definitely an incredible movie okay, that fair. he did in his in uh, just recently. Fair. But, but um, aside, aside from, from Mandy. Mandy <laughs> aside from Mandy, uh, yeah. I would say that this is Nicolas Cage's best performance. He's incredible as Spider-Man Noir. He has that old 50s style, ah, let's duke him up, see? You know, kind of dialogue, and it's just hilarious. And the, the wind. Oh, the, the wind, wind just carries his perpetual wind that's blowing his uh, there's jacket. A, there's it's a great, great scene where they're in, they're in the, the, the original uh, Peter Parker's, like, spider cave, so to speak, and his cape, his, like, jacket is blowing, and someone goes, how is this jacket blowing? There's no wind down here. We're in a cave. He's like, the wind goes wherever I go. Yeah, the wind goes and it's a running back. joke throughout the rest of the movie. His cape is always blowing. Or his yeah. jacket is always blowing. It's so good. Little things like that. Little things like that. And then you had the uh, the the anime fucking oh, spider. Oh, the robot. anime spider robot girl. She was uh, she was <laughs> so definitely perfect. amazing. Like so such perfect. a good addition. So like so different. And then Spider Ham. Oh god. Uh, just you know with the sledgehammer that he pulls out of his yeah, skin tight. You know, it fits in your pocket. It just fits in your pocket. <laughs> Um, yeah, so good. Just I uh, really encourage you guys go and check it out. Support your local movie theater. Yeah, um, and, and definitely go and check it out. It's it's really awesome. The last thing I want to say that I loved about this movie was again a, a little callback that um I, I'm I'm just gonna say it. I'll, it's probably a fanboy ish comment, but if you're not a like a real Spider Man fan, you probably missed this. But the the both both both. Well, if you're not yeah. a real Spider Man fan, you're uh, you're definitely gonna miss this. This was one of my favorite little Easter fucking. <laughs> this is my favorite little Easter egg they had in the movie was uh was the the Peter Parker Spider Man's costume, um was the in the spirit of almost identical to the original Steve Ditko design. So much so yeah. to the fact that they even not only was the costume itself. A callback to Steve Ditko's design. It the way they drew his uh, his body, the way they animated it, everything was just a complete callback to Steve Ditko, who is the co-creator of Spider-Man. And it was just like a, again, just a little like love letter to the fans. The whole movie, I think, is a bit of a love letter to fans. Yeah, I mean, there's so many Easter eggs. There's so many getting a chance to see all the different Spider-Man outfits and. Um, you know, getting a chance to see just, uh, uh, you know, so the, the different versions that we got a chance to see that were actually in the movie, right? There's so many cool Easter eggs, and it, it is so much fun uh, to go and see. Um, the one thing that they left out that I was really hoping for, oh boy. they were in this Spider-Man spider cave, almost like Iron Man or, or Batman, obviously. Um, I wanted to see Leopardon. Why was there no Leopardon in the background? For those of you who are not familiar, uh, uh, it was aired in the and it was aired in America in the 80s, but I don't think it was filmed in the 80s. I'm not sure exactly when it was filmed, but it was a Japanese live action uh, Spider-Man show, mm -hmm. and uh, Spider-Man had a as most uh, Japanese uh, shows do. He had a giant robot. Of course he did, right? And his Spider-Man giant robot was. Leopardon. And for those of you who have ever read the book Ready Set, uh, or excuse me, Ready Player One, uh, Leopardon is one of the actual mechs that the team uses, that yep. they use. And, and actually, I think it's actually the main character uses. It's, it, yes, it is, um, I think you're right. Parzival who, who uh, uses Leopardon. And I, I'm such a big fan of the book and was really let down by the movie. And I was really hoping, like, oh my God, they're in this thing. They're going to have it in the background. Where is Leopardon? No leopard on. They oh, did wow. have they did have the spider mobile. Though, they had the spider mobile. Great. That's what I mean. As soon as I saw the spider mobile, I'm like, oh my god, leopard on. Where is it? <laughs> no, sorry. Yeah, no, it was great. <laughs> so speaking of Spider Man and Sony news, so so let's just, I mean, I like I said, I for one was shocked that this movie was a Sony movie and it's made by the same company that gave us the last two amazing Spider-Man movies, which were not good. So this was a breath of fresh air to see uh, Sony doing it right. Um, other Sony news that came out today, uh, today, yesterday, something along those lines, uh, Amy Pascal 
who is the former uh, head of, of Sony uh, movies or one of the like the, the production arms of Sony. She hasn't been doing it for the last couple of years, uh, but she's still heavily involved in production while the movies. She came out and in no uncertain terms said that Sony is very interested in continuing the partnership with Marvel uh, on sharing of Spider-Man property. Uh, I.e., Sony wants to make a buttload of money. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which is, which is, you know, I mean, take it with a grain of salt because, like I said, she's no longer in the same executive position she was three years ago uh, when the deal was first made, so she doesn't necessarily speak for the company anymore. However, like we've said here numerous times, Sony would be fucking retarded to let this deal pass because they 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 make just as much money on the box office take as Marvel does when the when, when Spider-Man appears in a movie. Like they like they get pieces. It's not just the solo movies. They get pieces of that of, of that Avengers pie as well. Yeah. And and Come on, let me let me wet my beak a little bit. Exactly. Right? That pie is so big. Yeah. You can't eat it all by one person. And without question, Tom Holland without is question. the best live action Spider-Man we've ever had. And it would be yeah. foolish, like we've said, for them to to, to break the deal. And so yeah. that that made me really happy. Yeah, and if we could we could see some crossover, I think it would be really cool. And it would it would really return that element of surprise and and that crossover feel that you get, right? Yeah. So, you know, like what happens if you were watching a Marvel movie, right? And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, fucking Venom shows up, right? Like, okay, you know, Ooh, we, say right. what you want about the movie. We enjoyed it. We did the review. Go and check it out if you haven't listened to it. But you, that would be so cool. It yeah. would be so cool to see that happen. And it would be such like a, 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 a like a surprise moment. It would be a mark out moment, you know? Yeah, no, totally. And I think that, you know, I think we're, we're getting closer today. You know, we talked a couple weeks ago about Venom and, and Sony's plan to expand this universe. But, you know, to be clear... Whatever Sony does with those characters in that universe, it necessarily does not take anything away from bringing Venom and some of those characters into the MCU and having them cross over. Because the one thing I think that Sony will continue to do with their movies that DC, for example, has not done, I don't think that Sony is going to really take the approach of ever having a world-ending big bad villain, which makes it really easy to keep the door open to bring those characters into the MCU. Yeah, agreed. Uh, I couldn't agree more. And um, it was something that we had talked about in a previous episode. It also opens up sort of the reverse, right? So now we're talking about yeah. you know, Venom being in an MCU movie, but what if we saw Captain America or Iron Man in a Sony movie? Right? You awesome. know how cool that would be? Yeah. You know, and then we were talking about, you know, what if they do the Maximum Carnage storyline, right? And they have that crossover, and, and we talked about it before, you know, that awesome iconic scene where Spider-Man is just, he's beaten up and he's down on the ground, and he looks up and all of a sudden standing at his head is Captain America, right? And especially if he dies in uh, Endgame, right? Like, how cool would that be? You know, yeah. or you think he dies, maybe he doesn't yep. really die, he just goes off into, like, exile and he becomes nomad or whatever you know whatever the case may be he gets uh he's actually going to be shot by time bullets oh god i hope not <laughs> this is not dc man this is not dc wow wasn't that the wasn't that the excuse they made in the when he came Batman. back no but wasn't what was it wasn't um what was the excuse they made in the comic books after the death of captain america oh after um, civil war yeah and he, and he gets killed in that like which a, a fantastic story arc where he gets shot on the on the steps oh, of the right. capitol building while he's in handcuffs right how does he come back wasn't it something ridiculous like dr doom the the bullets that uh that crossbones was using with some sort of like time bullets that put him in a stasis or something yeah, like i can't i, I can't forget what the... that. I, i'm not a, definitely not an authority on that think you're right i forget but what the I, ridiculous 100 yeah. that that is how dark side killed batman right in uh, infinite crisis um and, and it was uh, the, the subsequent <laughs> batman storyline seeing batman as a pirate and him going back and traveling through time yeah those were cool but what a stupid thing <laughs> like you just get so tired like death in comic books is not death it's no. just it's just yeah we're gonna put this guy away for a little while and exactly later. unless you're gwen stacy Gwen Stacy came back. She was in Spider-Verse. 
Yeah, okay. okay. Spider Gwen. All right, all right. Let's. Which they call her Spider Woman. They only mention it once. They only name her Spider yes. Woman once, which um, I think was both cool and cool. Because I, I think that it was, I think it was a cool because it was, uh, it showed that you know she would call herself Spider Woman instead of you know obviously opposite of Spider Man, and because she, uh, you know, Spider Gwen is a stupid name, Spider Gwen. Yeah, Spider it's Gwen. It's um, dumb. But just to, I mean, just if we're you know to be. I can't do the I can't do the fucking fanboy voice like you do like you're much better at it than I am. But if I could, I would tell you that technically, technically, in the six sixteen canon Marvel universe, Gwen Stacy has never come back to life after her initial death. She's been cloned. But guys, don't be a fanboy. <laughs> don't be a fanboy. Don't be a fanboy at all. At all. Rage against the fanboy nation. Fuck, I hate fanboys so much. <laughs> you are a fanboy. Ah! <laughs> Only when it comes to Spider-Man, go fuck yourself. Uh, I hate uh, you so much. <laughs> but I'm right, though. I'm correct. Yeah, <laughs> I'm correct. I'm correct. Read a goddamn Spider-Man comic, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, very, very cool. And, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, we'll see. We'll see. You know, the future holds what uh, what will happen with Sony, and we'll get a chance to see, you know, where is Spider-Man going to go from this. Um, you know, I think he's one of he, – he seems to be – Spider-Man seems to be the one character that is really, really crossover. Yeah. Right? Where, like, a lot of people can relate to him because he is the underdog. He's not overly overpowered with these, like, mystic abilities, which is the thing that didn't like about Miles Morales having the, the venom shock or whatever yeah. you call it um, and, and having the invisibility power. You know, I mean, Spider-Man created his weapon, right? Yeah. It's, it, the only powers that he has is the ability to stick to walls, the spider sense, the agility and the strength right right and you know maybe a, you call it a little bit of extra durability which is why like i said spider miles morales when he was first introduced was such a cop out it was so obvious that they were like we like we it, it was like the it was like the darth maul kind of thing where they were like yeah we have this really badass looking character but we don't know how to make him cooler other than the fact that he looks badass. Right. So and in Darth Maul's case, they just made him not speak. And right. in Miles Morales' case, they just gave him a bunch of dumbass powers that, that made up for the fact that he was a, that he was not an interesting character. At last, we will reveal ourselves to the Jedi. This is one At line. last, we will have our revenge. <laughs> badass line. Really, really yeah. cool. But yeah. yeah, said by somebody who can't really act. Uh, um, whoa. Shots fired towards Ray Park. He <laughs> Shots fired. He can't. He's an amazing stuntman he's amazing yeah he's a fantastic stuntman he was good as toad he was good he just didn't have any lines as toad either he just had the tongue and the you know he did have one line no he had two lines he had the line where where Sabretooth first brought back in and he's like spray he's like weren't you supposed to bring somebody back with you and Sabretooth growls at him and then when he uh oh when Storm comes back oh the dumbest line don't you people just die and then Storm yeah Storm's line was worse yeah Storm's (laughs) line the worst line in all of X-Men and she's like you know what happens to a frog when it's struck by lightning (laughs) the same thing that happens to everything else (laughs) so bad Shout out Halle Berry, way to go, I love you, but that was just not good. That was such a bad line. It was so bad. Oh my god. Uh, So we were talking about the the future of the Marvel Universe, the future of Spider-Man and Venom in the Marvel Universe. Where do we go from here? Let's talk about the future of uh, fucking Daredevil and the rest of the Defenders. So a few weeks ago we talked about how um, Luke Cage and Iron Fist got, got canceled from Netflix. Um, which I, I think we all kind of saw coming. And now the latest incident of people um, uh, shitting their pants in frustration is the fact that Netflix has also canceled Daredevil um, yeah. after its third season, which was arguably, not, I'm not going to say the best. I think the first season was the best, but season three was definitely better than season two. And Yeah. Yeah, Daredevil was amazing. Yeah. Season three of Daredevil was, was I mean, and that's saying a lot because season yeah. two of Daredevil was, was amazing. Really awesome. Yeah. And um, in, in my opinion, the best comic book show that they did. I mean, Defenders was great. Uh, Luke Cage was great. Um, Jessica Jones, the first season, I really, really enjoyed. I didn't like Iron Fist, but um, yeah, Iron Fist. But I, I mean, by far, Daredevil was the best. Oh, Punisher was great too. Well, yeah. So and, and Punisher is coming back. So it's cool. so it's interesting because yeah. So so we we know that uh, season two of Punisher is set to be released in January. Uh, season three of Jessica Jones is filming. It'll probably come out sometime in 2019. But they've already canceled all three other shows. They never officially canceled The Defenders, but you can assume that. 
And now there's a lot of stuff swirling around about how, you know, the, the commonly accepted uh, fan opinion, I'm not going to say fan boy, because it's a fan <laughs> opinion, is that uh, Marvel, Marvel had a hand in canceling the shows because they want to bring them over to uh, the streaming service. Maybe not the shows as we know them today, but a new version of those characters in one way, shape, or another, into either the Disney streaming service yep. um, or maybe uh, movies in the MCU. But apparently within the contracts that w- they were originally crafted with Netflix, there was a clause that any character uh, that appears in those shows with Netflix cannot be used in any other outlet. I think it was for two years after and, cancellation. And, and good on them. Good on Netflix, right? Smart fuck, move. Fuck them. Fuck Netflix. No way, man. Smart move on their part from fuck. a business perspective. Yeah, but still, um, fuck them. You know, because you don't want somebody to just immediately, you know, that's your that's your, that's your money maker, yeah. right? You know, these guys, you know. And, and can they really do it? Like, is the Disney app going to have adult content on it? Right? Like, that's the question, right? See, is but- it, like, I feel like the Disney app, uh, unlike the DC app, right, where it's it's not going to be centrally focused around Marvel, it's going to be focused around all of Disney, and I think it's going to be something where it'll give parents an opportunity to have a single channel that they can put on and, and pick out shows for their kids. I don't think it's going to have that kind of, like, adult content. So I agree, but how adult are these shows, really? Daredevil Season 3? Was one of the most. It was violent. It, it had cursing. Like not a lot. There though. was so there was like ridiculous amounts of death and blood. Yeah, like, but that you get that. Daredevil season one, Kingpin slammed a guy's head in a car door. Right, you're not going to see that on Disney. Right, you're not going to see anything close to that on Disney. So are the parents more concerned about like? Somebody getting their head slammed in a car? No, they were concerned about, about like we're not talking titties about what, and f bombs. No, we're not talking about what the parents are concerned about, right? We're talking about what the company is concerned about. Well, the right? companies are going to cater to the parents. No, like, they're, they're going to cater. Gonna... They're going to cater to what they're going to cater to the the perceived opinion of the parents, not the the actual opinion. They're going to cater to those people that jump up and complain about every little thing that's out there, you know, i.e. Uh, fanboys. <laughs> can I speak to your manager, Disney? Yeah, can I speak to your manager? <laughs> All right, Karen. Like, so that, so that really bit. does beg the question, though. So what is going to – it? I so little news has come out about this other than the fact that the shows have been canceled. And it's – the for me, like the – the, the tension around the situation is more so than, like, waiting for the last Avengers trailer. Like, what is going to happen? Because these are arguably yeah. some of the best content that Marvel has put out, either on movies or TV. Like, it's they're, – they're all good shows, like, yeah, well, except I for mean, Iron Fist. Yeah. But, like, I mean – so. Just a miss on the miss on the actor. I think. I think it was a definitely. A, I didn't. I didn't. I don't think the choice. Yeah, he was, was. He's just not a good actor. It was a misfit. He's the not story a good actor. The story off. was awful. Yeah. Yeah, was, yeah. That's a whole. That's a whole other episode. We could talk about a whole yeah. episode about why Iron Fist is bad. But like, you see what I'm saying though. But I. I just can't. I'm not. I'm not connecting the dots in Marvel's brain because they're they're not stupid enough to to turn their backs on this set of characters and this little mini universe that they've built that. Literally everybody, even for whatever flaws it has, it's unanimously loved by fans. Yeah. And Marvel has never done something where they just like turn their backs on something like that. And so I just can't figure out where the, what the end game is here. And come on, Vincent D'Onofrio was just an absolutely right? incredible kingpin. He was absolutely unbelievably incredible. And I, I think we've talked about this on a previous episode um, when we got a chance to talk a little bit about uh, Daredevil Season 3. But um, – DC should take Vincent D'Onofrio, especially if he's not hired on into any other Marvel films. Yeah. And they should make him Lex Luthor. They could take the the way that he acted as Kingpin. They could translate that and and make him Lex Luthor, and it would be awesome. It would be so awesome, right? And it it really would make him that scary, un untethered just kind of like crazy villain that Lex Luthor should be that calculating smart like rich like evil person right and and again that's exactly why I don't think it would be on the app and they keep saying that it's not going to be on the Disney app yeah no I'm I'm with you on that one I just I it's you know usually we're pretty good at predicting the moves that are going to happen but this is one that we're just 
we're stumped, really. We, we, we don't know what's going to yeah, happen. Yeah, I have no idea. Um, you know, especially considering if it if they had, like, announced the cancellation of the shows six months from now when, say, after, you know, Daredevil Season 3 had already concluded, by that point, uh, uh, Punisher Season 2 will have already ended, and Jessica Jones Season 3 will probably already be out by then. If then they had announced all the cancellations, like, because they pretty much all came at the same time, yeah. then I think the moves would be a little clearer but yeah. the fact that it's been so piecemeal and the fact that again jessica jones season three hasn't even finished like primary shooting they haven't even set a release date for it punisher's coming out in january which there's I, which barely I a teaser so, trailer no, let's talk about that right so they leave punisher on netflix for a second season maybe because it was already filmed but if punisher does well right because the first season was so awesome now the punisher is now in its second season in full-blown punisher mode right like what if this is good. It's way too violent to be on a Disney app, right? Like, 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 come on. Like, Punisher is that that season first season was brutal. No, totally, I agree. But I, I think the thing that's really confusing me is the fact that so so when Luke Cage and Iron Fist got canceled when they announced that, you know, nobody was really that surprised by Iron Fist. People were a little bit more surprised by Luke Cage because the viewership numbers were there. Yeah. It was much higher rated by fans and critics than Iron Fist. Yeah. But then Daredevil season three came out blew everything out of the water, had a higher viewership than it did in season two, and higher critical acclaim than it did in season two, and still gets canceled. Yeah. So it's just like canceled. I we I we, I'm I'm so it's on that on that fucking the 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 uh, it's always sunny meme with, with Charlie Day where he's got all this shit behind him with all the the tape and the red string connecting everything and he's smoking a cigarette. He's like <laughs> trying to explain what's happening. I don't know. The I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going on. I just yeah. want to know. You know, and and you know you can create your own conspiracy theories behind oh, it man. and everything else. So um, I guess we'll just need to like wait and see, yeah, just true wait believers. And see, you know, yeah, stay yeah. tuned, true believers. So um, so it's time to cue uh, cue the the reboot music. Yeah, and uh, so some reboot news happening uh, this week. Uh, oh, this is so exciting! This big... is this is this is not only reboot news. This is this is something that's near and dear to my heart. <laughs> um, in such a big our way. Hearts, our hearts. Yeah, our, our hearts. hearts. Sorry, our hearts. And. Uh, and uh, yeah, just so exciting. But it's also it's it's kind of it's kind of double, right? We, we, we're sticking on to the uh, the superhero theme uh, with our uh, our movies and everything that we're talking about here. Um, uh, so apparently, Legendary Pictures, Legend Pictures, has purchased the rights to the Toxic Avenger. You heard that right. <laughs> Traumas. Go-to star, their main character, their mo, their modus operandi, their their go-to guy, the Toxic <laughs> Avenger. They have bought the rights to the Toxic Avenger to probably, I guess, I mean, all signs obviously point to it, make a Toxic Avenger movie, which is amazing. <laughs> like, I mean, come on. I okay. Just... <laughs> okay. So, for those of you who are not familiar with Troma films. Troma was Get familiar. Yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> so Troma, which I can't believe that they're still in existence and still making movies. You know, they're a great independent filmmaker, um, and they became big in the '80s. They had a few different hits, not only uh, the Toxic Avenger, uh, but they had uh, Tromeo and Juliet, which did very, very well. Uh, the class of Nukem High. Oh, very, Nukem very, High. Uh, and uh, Sergeant Kabuki Man, NYPD. So essentially, it's just it's a lot of schlock. It's just over over-the-top, gory action films that have, you know, ridiculous storylines. And the reason that they were so good was because they were so bad. Because, like, they were just ridiculous. Their acting was terrible. Yeah. Like, like but th these, uh, are the, these are the movies, when, when people talk about B-movies, these are the movies that they are talking about. Like, these are the movies that are, are so bad that they're good. That they're and great, let's not forget... Great. That Toxic Avenger um, helped launch the careers of one of the finest actresses of any generation. <laughs> Little known fact. Little actually. known here's, fact. Here's a trivia question for you. Uh, Marissa Tomei's first film credit. Yeah, and, and in, in comic book terms, her first yep. appearance. Yep, her first, <laughs> first appearance. Yeah, Marissa Tomei's yeah. first appearance was, was as Toxic a, Avenger. Was as an extra yep. in a hot tub in yep. the original Toxic Avenger movie. Yep. 
Yeah. Uh, still yeah, there's, a, there's some Tomei. trivia for you. Oh. So shout so, out Marissa Tomei. Big shout out Marissa Tomei. I love you. I love you. You are amazing and uh, <laughs> and gorgeous in every way. All right, but, all right, all right, all right. over there. All right. <laughs> but but I agree. Yeah. But um, uh, how cool would it be if she was in this? <laughs> she had a cameo in this movie. Oh my god. <laughs> Marissa Tomei oh was literally god. just an extra in a hot tub in this movie. Like that's one of the only ways they could. That would be so great. meta. That would be so oh, meta. Oh my god. Yes. I hope they do that. I hope somebody has the foresight to realize, hey. Marissa Tomei was in the first movie. Let's bring her back for this one. So, but let's talk about this, right? Because we're we're reaching we're reaching the superhero bubble. Oh, okay, man. like the bubble is going to burst. We've got we've got great Marvel movies that are incredible, right? And they have become mainstream. We've got great shows on Netflix that everybody is watching. Aquaman set to just tear through the the box office this weekend. <laughs> yeah. How how what happened? What happened? <laughs> what I, happened? I, anyway, yeah, we'll get back to I that. <laughs> but but we've got all these superhero movies now. But let's talk about let's talk about the other superhero movies. So last week we talked about the trailer for Brightburn, right? Which is essentially Superman as a horror movie, which high concept horror, amazing, going to be so good. Um, we've got Glass that's coming out, right? And uh, Unbreakable, which came out years and years ago, right? Now Glass, the sequel to both. Um, uh, Split and uh, Unbreakable, and it's it's a superhero movie. Almost, almost, it feels like almost like an image yeah. comics, right? It yeah. feels like your independent comic book movie, right? Or Savage Dragon, or oh, you know, Savage Spawn, or, yeah. or you know, like oh, those, those kind of movies. It's it's that independent comic book movie, you know. But let's 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 review independent comic book movies. Um, there was Barb Wire. <laughs> there was Tank Girl. <laughs> there was oh there was Spawn, which was which was okay. Uh, John Leguizamo as Stop. the clown. <laughs> it was not okay. Uh, uh, John Leguizamo as as clown was good. Everything yeah. else was god awful. Uh, no, well, I, I disagree with you. I think Michael Jai White was awesome as uh, Spawn. I think he okay. did a really good job. I, I think I'll give that part that. was cool. But I mean, it was a ridiculous movie. Like yeah. the movie was just not good. The animated version that they did on HBO, which I think had like two seasons, was great. That was incredible. Yeah, it was a great. We're definitely a great show. I definitely encourage you to go watch it. I, I think it's on the HBO app. But. So then- um, but yeah, um, uh. so that begs the question, though. Then, so so I see where you're going with this, and I I, I want to agree with you. So is the is the the introduction of a superhero movie like the Toxic Avenger? Is that the straw that breaks the camel's back? Because you know, like I I, I equate this movie as to I I I, I think the remake is going to be something like a Kickass. Where you know Kickass was overly okay, violent, no, no, right? You brought, like, you brought up an interesting thing, right? So there's Kickass, right? right? Which was really a good movie. Kickass was great. And what was the um? What was the other one with Kickass uh, Two? No, not Kickass Two. <laughs> um, uh, the one it wasn't Suicide Squad. What was the name of it with the, the mercenary group? Um, Red. No, not re- well. Red was a good one. Right. That was a good one too. Wanted? Uh, no, Wanted sucked. Wanted was terrible. Oh, the losers. The losers. Oh, that the movie losers. was great. Yeah, yeah losers that was and great. losers too. Both yeah. of them were really, really there good. There was no losers too. Yeah, yeah, there was. No, there wasn't. Yeah, there was. No, there was not. Look it up right now. Go to the big board. Go to All the right. big board. Right. Am I am I having a Mandela effect moment that I remember a losers too? Uh, I was gonna say uh. A fanboy effect moment? No, that doesn't even work right there. You know, there was no Losers 2. Losers 1, however, was a fantastic movie uh, featuring the man we all know and love now as Captain America. Chris Evans was in it. Uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Idris Elba was fucking fantastic in it. Losers was a great movie. What the heck? I thought there was definitely a sequel to The Losers for nope, some reason. Nope. I, I wish there was because yeah, the movie no. was great. Yeah, it was. But so was Red. There was yeah. a sequel to Red. Right. There was definitely a sequel to which Red. Which was not good. Right, which was not as good as the original. But, um... Yeah, Red was good, and and so was Loser. So you know there where, have been. Where, where were you going with this point? Well, there have been good uh, comic book movies that have been independent. Oh yeah, definitely. Right. So you know it could be really really cool. Yeah, um, no, I think it's going to be a great movie. Th- the thing is, is that if they, 
you buy Toxic Avenger, right? Because A, it has the word Avenger in it. B, because it has a built-in audience, right? It has a, a come-along audience with it, right? Of fans that were fans of the original, right? So you get a lot of those, you know, kind of ancillary fans. They're like, oh, Toxic Avenger, what is this, right? And it could be like a crazy B movie. But if they abandon it from like the over-the-top, like schlock like like i don't want it to be have any cgi i don't want it to have anything like like that i, I want it to have like you know like i want everything to be like costumes and like uh no like low budget like they should make this movie for like two million dollars and call it a day yeah right do one take you know if there's scenes where the boom mic is actually in the <laughs> shot just leave it in there right because it's a throwback to the original just how bad it was because how because it was so bad it was great and see that's i i wonder too because it was obviously a cult movie does like so like like you were saying does the cult audience come with the the remake or does the cult audience um uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Revolt. Yeah. Because, because, like, like, you know how it's fans of cult, right? Like, you know how yeah, fans like repainting the Mona Lisa. Right. What right? makes Are a cult movie a cult movie? Like, no. is the fact that it's a it's a cult movie and it's bad and it's terrible. Do those cult fans um rebel against a remake? No, I don't think so. Uh, you know, but the thing is, is that if um, uh, Kaufman, what's his name? I think Marty Kaufman or whatever his name is. Um, yeah. Who's the the owner? executive producer, you know, director of trauma films. Yeah. Something um, Kaufman. Yeah. Kaufman. If, if he is not involved in the, in the filmmaking process, then, uh, you know, no, I think, I think the report I read said that he was going to be, um, one of the producers. Okay. So I, I think okay. that, so yeah, again, All that right. gives us some hope for it. Yeah. But is he one of those like executive producers who like, yeah, you know, they give him the EP cred just for shits and giggles. I mean, I would like know. to think that, you know, as somebody who's made films with trauma, like they, I, I would like to picture, I don't know anything about the guy. I would like to envision him as the kind of, as like a Tommy Wiseau kind of guy. Right. Like who's just so into the work that he does, so into his craft that he's going to be heavily involved in it because he doesn't want anyone else to fuck it up. You know what I mean? Like oh, sorry, I, I, Lloyd, Lloyd Kaufman. Lloyd Kaufman, Lloyd, Lloyd right. Kaufman, sorry. Yeah. Lloyd Kaufman. There's a joke there. Um, yeah. So uh, so I, I see that I see him as being that kind of a guy because yeah. usually the people that make those types of movies usually are those type of people. So yeah. I think he'll stay really close to it. I, I hope he does. I but, hope he does. And, yeah. if he, and if he does, I think that it could be – it actually could be a fun movie. Yeah. Um, Definitely not something to bring the kids to. Definitely an R-rated movie, yeah, definitely. which it definitely should be. Because oh. like, if there's not gooey pus and everything else, then, uh, then yeah. Well, you'll have to excuse me. I, I almost just uh, passed out because an Aquaman trailer came on TV. <laughs> and it was just like I had like a I had like a moment there. I was like, oh, uh. and I had it like a migraine setting in now. Oh god, it looks so fucking bad. So we'll uh, see. You know, is the yeah. comic book bubble gonna burst? Um, you know, let it definitely let us know your opinion if you think it is. If you think it isn't. Um, you know, definitely give us a comment down below. Um, make sure you like and uh, let us know what you think. Yeah, totally. Right? Are you excited? Do you want to see a Toxic Avenger movie? Um, is it is it very much like trying to recreate the Mona Lisa? Um, or is it something yes. that, um, you know, which it could be, you know? I don't think they can capture that lightning in a bottle. It's just a different time. We live in a different world. Like, like you know, we were so in that VHS culture back then when you could you could walk into a blockbuster and pick up a movie off of the rack and you pick it up literally by the cover, right? Or do we exist in that culture again because of things like Netflix? So you're scrolling through Netflix. Yeah, oh, you're I still wanna, judging wanna by watch, the cover? Yeah, I want to yeah. watch something new. I want to watch that. So you're definitely judging by the cover and by the name. Yep. Right. And so, you know, oh, let me check this thing out. Right. Um, I, I, I'm glad that you mentioned uh, the time living in a different time right yeah. now, because the other part of the reboot oh, news section of the show is uh, something that we are extremely excited for. Um, it's only been just announced. We, we really hope that they follow through on this. Um, MTV has announced a uh, they are rebooting or remaking. I guess rebooting would be the appropriate term here. Yeah, um, rebooting. Celebrity Deathmatch. 
dude, and it's just, <laughs> I'm so excited Me for too. it. Like, we are so fucking hyped dude, for I'm this. So like, hyped. <laughs> it better be Claymation. I, yeah. Yeah, it better be Claymation. Yeah. The original writer and, uh, and yeah. uh, producer is They're involved with it. Yeah, he's and on board Ice with Cube. it. And Ice Cube is not only going to star in it, but he's going to direct it. Yeah. And, and so. Uh, Quick like, history lesson. Oh for, my goodness! Quick history lesson for any of our viewers that are like under the age of twenty-five, I, I suppose. Celebrity Deathmatch was a show viewers? on listeners. Listeners is what I meant to say. <laughs> the absolute yeah. best review show <laughs> that you're ever going to listen to. So, so Celebrity Deathmatch was a show that was on MTV, and it was like right before MTV like completely went to shit. Like when there were still things that were. Um, either relative to music or some sort of pop culture, um, you know, thing about pop culture. You know, it's it's not what MTV is today, like all dating shows with a bunch of thoughts and dudes and fucking uh, shows yeah, like eighteen different, shows. yeah, eighteen different shows about pregnant teenagers. Like so, so this is back when MTV was still kind of good. And it was a claymation show, as Anthony mentioned. Yeah. And it was it was very much like South Park in that they had a lot of the um, like fake celebrity voices and stuff. Yeah. And it was a show about And even a couple real celebrities. Yeah, there were a lot of real celebrities too. And it, actually wait a minute, let me back I, I might be incorrect about that. Didn't all of the in most cases I think all the celebrities voices? Yeah, they were actually right? yeah, they were Wasn't actually that, yeah, okay. real celebrities. So, so yeah, cra- I, they were I, real I will, celebrities. So yeah, so forgive me for that mistake. But it was a show the, the namesake was there, celebrity death match. It took celebrities that either Either had some sort of real life beef, or they they made a manufactured beef based on just the different worlds that these celebrities came from, and they got in a wrestling match and beat the shit out of each other until one of them died. Yeah, and it was all claymation, and it was and it was celebrities from all walks of life. It wasn't just strictly musicians or movie stars. It was musicians, movie stars, talk show hosts, yeah. politicians. Yeah. Jerry um, Springer like, was in it. Jerry Springer was one Jerry, of the guys. Jerry, yeah. Jerry, and, and I think it, and I it, it, it's exciting in. In a, in a, for it to come back in this time, but scary at the same time, and, I, and, I, and I'll tell you why. Because um, a, how great would it be to see the the quote air quotes celebrities of this day and age? And I'm talking about the people that are celebrities for no reason. Your Kardashians, like people like that, that have no real discernible talent, and they're just famous wow, for being famous. Yeah, sh- sh- shots fired. Of course, I'm gonna sh- shots fired <laughs> at Kim fucking Kardashian and her whole stupid fucking family. She fuck tweets them. one time, and it will make more money yeah. than your, than your like, entire lifetime. Fuck them. So how great would it be to see? I for one would love to see a celebrity deathmatch battle with all these new like fake celebrities. Like I would love to see like Kim Kardashian versus like Logan Paul. Like yes. two people that like have yes. no real business being celebrities because they're both talentless hacking fuck faces and just put them in a ring together. And like how great would that be on Celebrity Deathmatch? The YouTube smackdown that we all want to see. Uh, PewDiePie. PewDiePie. PewDiePie versus yes. T Series. Yes. Do we get the PewDiePie versus T-Series match that every YouTube fan wants to see? Right? Like, I mean, just imagine because the the definition of celebrity has changed so much since this show has last been on the air. They could do... So many amazing things with the term celebrity yeah, in really celebrity good. death. Match. And like and so many idiosyncratic moments, right? Like yeah. those little things that you just want to see, right? That little person who you just happen to be in that pocket of fans that they have, right? Yep. You know, I thought it was so cool because in the late nineties, um, after I think it was in the second season in nineteen ninety-eight when uh, wrestling became mainstream or even more mainstream or the most mainstream that it's ever been. Yeah. Um it, they had Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yep. He, was the, yep. he was one of the guest judges or one of the guest hosts. He came in, he gave people stunners, it was great. People went crazy for it. It was amazing. Um, but he was like a cool character that they had in the show. You know, I wonder like is The Rock gonna be in it? Dude. He has to. I mean, There's no like, question. No question. Without question. Without question. I personally, I would love to see a celebrity death match where they have, like, the the Oscar, the like the, the Academy Awards Academy versus, like, Kevin Hart. Wow. <laughs> wow. So, but that brings me to my point of Or how about, how about, how about 
the snowflakes versus Antifa. Right, exactly. Right? <laughs> like, like can we can we do really good satirical comedy on today's culture, right? Through celebrity deathmatch. And then the real controversy not comes in the fact that they fight each other, but one of them has to win. Right? Right? So that is the cool thing. So you, as usual, Anthony has read my mind because the other side of this coin, the other side of our excitement is Will this work in today's culture? And two words, political correctness. It, so here's, like, here's what I think, right? And South Park gets away with it, but will they let this show get away with it? I'm, I'm going to reference a Paul Giamatti line from Howard Ooh. Stern's Private Parts. Okay? Oh, boy. So it, now this is a movie, obviously, back in the 90s. talks about Howard Stern's life um, and how he got to be. But when Howard Stern was first coming up, um, I miss – was like sort of that that he was political, he was but he guy. was that kind yeah. of shock jock almost, yeah. right? But he would do everything in character, right? So Amis, when he does everything, he does it in a voice. He does it in a character, right? So you can't just come out and say those things. But if you do them in character, like South Park, yeah. are you allowed to be racist, like, you know, sexist, I mean, misogynist. I hope the answer right? is yes, because, because it's not going to be fun without it. Yeah, because, I mean, that was the one thing, like, Celebrity Deathmatch was doing that before anybody really cared about, like, political satire and satirical comedy, like, commenting on, like, social commentary, the way South right. Park does. They were doing it, South Park was obviously doing it at the same time, but they were doing it before a lot of mainstream shows were, and I'm wondering, like, can they get away with it again? And I, and I, cause, cause, cause the reason I asked that is because if you don't have that element in the show, then the show doesn't work. Correct. Like you yeah. need that element. Right. And you need the incredible over the top violence, which, you know, parents are going to be like, oh my God, you know, that's Fucking like, claymation. you know, you know, Karen. <laughs> you know, it's going to be that, uh, you know, that I just love that you referenced Paul Giamatti, private parts of it. WNBC. 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 But he just can't get it right. Um, quite possibly. I think it was uh, first appearance of Paul Giamatti, right? Paul no, Giamatti? no, no. That wasn't his acting debut? I, I don't think so. You could correct me on that, but I don't believe mm, so. He's been sure. in the game for quite a while. I have to look um, that up. I think that later. might have been one of his uh, first bigger roles. Yeah, I know um, it was his first, definitely yeah. his first big role. I thought so, it was his first for some reason because yeah. it was like Howard Stern who was uh, who knows? one of the guys who was like he like so sat in on the auditions. It was like that guy. I want that guy in the movie. Well, you know what? Let's go. You know, we, we have these things in our pockets. Yeah. And the screens. Can, and yeah. I don't want to waste the uh, listeners time and actually. Hey, uh, the best review show that you ever listened to. We don't do our research ahead of time. You know what? The, the reason for that is because we try and let these shows be as fluid as possible. <laughs> I mean, I, do, I, I think we do plenty of research before yeah, these shows. Sometimes we uh, go off on a tangent. Listen, and let's be serious. Like the people listening to us, they they have plenty of time to burn. Like if you're listening to us, you've got there's probably better things you could be doing. <laughs> or maybe not. Maybe false, you're maybe false, you're like complete false. fucking losers and like you mm. you know. <laughs> False. Our listeners are the absolute best listeners in the world, and uh, and uh, yeah, 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 we want to hear your opinions, and we want you to be there with us. So you're so you're wrong about his about Paul Giamatti. Okay, so it wasn't uh, his debut. But I will say, looking at his IMDb credits, he's been in 109 credits on IMDb. Mm, it's pretty huge. Well, um, uh, looking at his looking at his uh, his what IMDb credits, I do think it's fair to say that everything he did before Private Parts was. Uh, too minor to be known or are fairly stupid. I think yeah. Private Parts... So like you said, Private Parts yeah. was his first big movie. Right. That he because was after Private Parts, movie. you've got um, My Best Friend's Wedding, which for right. better or worse was a big movie. Yeah. Donnie Brasco. Huh. Amazing. Love Donnie Brasco. Right? And then it just goes on from there. The Truman Show, The Negotiator, yeah. Saving Private Truman Ryan. Truman Show. Like, you know. incredible in The Truman yeah. Show. So, so, so that's that. So... Um, we love Paul Giamatti. Just yeah. shout out to, yeah, to big, big Paul. Big shout here. out Paul Giamatti. Um, but we want to. It's time to get into the uh, the section of the show where we we talk about what's going to happen this week at the box office. And ladies and gentlemen, I just want to tell you that here we go. I am so correct all the time, and Anthony is so. Incorrect. <laughs> All the, the time. I, you know, I changed my mind just to be controversial. Just, I did not know 
just how bad. Just to was. remind everybody, last week I said that Spider Verse was going to win the weekend, and I mentioned that I thought I agreed with you at first. I said I at first I agreed with you, and uh, and then I I brought up the fact that I thought Mortal Engines was going to be a sleeper film. I Actually, think, wait, wait, but before you before you brought that up, you had a stroke. Then you brought that up. <laughs> <laughs> so I was really, I, I, you know, I, I was watching the trailer for it, and I was like, man, you know, could this be cool? And then I saw the bad guy, right? And I heard you got Hugo, Hugo weaving. weaving. You got Hugo weaving, dude. Hugo weaving, man. He's been in so many good movies, and he's just such a cool bad guy. And I thought he was going to be great. And so not only did Mortal Engines. Only make $7.3 million. 7.3. Not only did it make such little money, Ugh. it is projected as of today to lose over $100 million at the box office. I mean, we talked about it last week. I mean, from the, it looks like the <laughs> stupidest, stupidest, like story ever it looks oh, so dumb cities become tanks that are living and like eat people it's so dumb like it's yeah. such a, who would look at that it's like oh and the thing that, that, that gets family guy oh yeah. the lamp monster oh, when can i have it when can the I have thing it? that gets so me dumb. is that it, it's based on a book a series of books three books what happens in these fucking books that like you know <laughs> i mean who i knows? guess they because because at what point does it become you'd have to imagine that if there's three books that the books are based on what happens within the walls of the city. Yeah. So at what point does it become a movie about or books about cities on wheels than just shit happening in a city? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I just don't. You know. And so so we, we talked about it last week, but we had plans originally to do a double feature and to go and see Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse and yeah, see well, Mortal Engines. <laughs> um, I was actually thinking that Mortal Engines was going to be showing at our independent film theater um and for those of you who know independent theaters uh there's there's two kinds of films that they show they show indie films and then they show uh extreme big budget box office that is like guaranteed to make money so spider-man was at our local movie theater uh but uh mortal engines was not and we did not want to have to because it was not guaranteed <laughs> to not, make big money by the time we got out of spider-man and the spider-verse it was no longer matinee and so we did not want to go and yeah. pay big money to go and see uh and we even tried we even said we were going to get really drunk before we went to go see it we we started cracking freshies right away and, and then it was like then it was like oh whoops uh yeah still not not good to see yeah. um you know so so but this week is going to be much more interesting this this is in my opinion yeah uh, you know, I saw a great clip on uh, Stephen Colbert the other night uh, that he was making a movie interviewing children, right? And he does this great bit. Anybody who's out there, <laughs> definitely go and check it out on YouTube, Stephen Colbert, uh, kid's movie. It's almost like a Mad Libs. But one of the kids in the movie comes up with a phrase, and he calls it the $7 smackdown, <laughs> right? Because that's all he had in his pockets, and he just – was what he came in, great, just a, a great thing, the $7 smackdown. So we have – a $7 smackdown this weekend. Both movies, I think, are going to be cool movies. Both movies, I would not suggest paying more than $7. Pay $7. Go to a matinee. Yep. Go to an independent theater if they're showing it. You know, pay your $7 to go and see this movie. Uh, but uh, I wouldn't pay much more than that. But we yeah. have a $7 smackdown. It's really interesting because it's the the two movies that are so there, there are several movies coming out this week, but the two that are going to I think the front compete runners. for yeah, the box the office runners. are going to be Aquaman and uh, Bumblebee. Now we've said before that we, uh, in case you forgot, um, Aquaman looks like complete fucking dog shit. Bumblebee, on the other hand, looks really good, like surprisingly so. We've talked about that, and uh, Bumblebee is. Uh, currently sitting in the low 90s on Rotten Tomatoes, it and Aquaman is somehow sitting at a 70. percent I guess the you know I mean the critics must just be smoking a lot of drugs right now. Yeah, it could be um, could be changed since yeah, the last could time change, we looked. Right, exactly. Right, last time I saw it, it was a 71. But um, these are both two big budget. Um, you know, one's a comic book movie. The uh, you know fan the, the the same. My my point is the same type of people that would go see these movies, like they're gonna to wanna to see both of them, right? Oh yeah. So it really yeah. makes an interesting play for which one is gonna do more. Now I know Aquaman is opening on about a thousand more screens than Bumblebee is, but this is a really tough call this weekend. Yeah. 100%. And I'm 
I I'm gonna go. I'm gonna take the under here and go with Bumblebee. Wow, wow, a thousand less screens, and you're gonna take Bumblebee. Uh, I think that there's two main things that DC did so right about this movie, right? Um, is that they, they released it in China, so it got a <laughs> tremendous amount of hype, and it made a buttload of money, right? You know that the movie's not going to be like – you're not going to win an Oscar for this movie. It's not – you're not going to see, you know, Casablanca here. Hey, man, so right? Sasquatch won an Oscar. Oh, jeez. <laughs> but I think people know that it's just going to be a big-budget action film and Jason Momoa doing a haka on the blue carpet. Yeah, that's right. It's a blue carpet, yep. not a red carpet. On the blue carpet uh, right before the Aquaman premiere. Um changed my entire opinion i got so hyped i was like you know what he breaks the trident over his knee oh, he's you doing were such a mark you dude, were such a fucking he, mark awesome oh it i hate such, you dude that was like a wwe moment you're such right a there. fucking mark like, man that was just drive like dude i i i, I was in i was oh, in God. and i 100 I, I, I believe i back uh, i don't think it's gonna be a good movie i think it's gonna be terrible i'm actually very upset that this movie is gonna make so much money because it's it it's gonna get <laughs> dc to think oh yeah we're doing something right oh. Oh, and no, you're not. <laughs> you're not. Not with your movies. With everything else, yeah. right? You're doing okay with other things, but not with your movies. Uh, this movie's gonna be terrible. So you're taking Aquaman. Yeah, but I'm gonna take Aquaman it's right. gonna, because it's gonna make a it's gonna make a bajillion dollars. Well, tune in uh, not next week because next week is Christmas. Yeah, so. Merry Christmas, so, everyone. So we'll have a week off. But hey, you know what you can do in the week that we are off. All previous episodes, all seven of them, are now up on SoundCloud. Wow. Go to soundcloud.com slash readysetreview. Subscribe to the channel. Listen to all of our shit. You'll really enjoy it. Go on Instagram. If you didn't catch me saying soundcloud.com slash readysetreview, the link is in the Instagram page. And I want to be really specific. It's ready underscore set underscore review. I had to make it really complicated -E for you guys. Yeah, R-E-V-U-V-U-E. -E 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 -E. So, like, just go it's fucking clever. look for it. It's clever. It's super clever. It's clever. Um, so, all the shows are out there now. I wonder we're really... what happened to the <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're both really happy about them. Um, uh, for those of you that have been asking, um, and, and yes, yes, anybody, like, fuck you, there have been people asking, because we have fans out there. Um, we are going to be putting the shows on other platforms. SoundCloud was just the first yes. one we did, so yes. just give us some time. It's just the two of us. We don't have any fucking interns or yeah, anything. And hopefully, we're going to get a chance to line up some pretty cool interviews, um, We, we and we definitely want to get a chance to go into shared, a shared universe um, and hopefully collaborate with uh, with those guys as well. Um, yeah. Mike Zapsik and Ming. And, definitely. Um, and, and hopefully... Stay tuned, but hopefully for the New Year's episode, I don't know if he's going to be around at the time, but I think he is. Um, special we're guest. We're going to try and have uh, a special guest um, actor, Lou Taylor Pucci. Um, oh, spoiler alert. No, come on, because you got to <laughs> hype the show, man. Um, so we're going to try and have Lou Taylor Pucci on the show to interview, um, just talk to us about some of the movies that he's done. Uh, talked about um, you know some of the the behind the scenes kind of stuff, right? And you know what's it like for an actor to be on set? You know a lot of the things that I, you know uh, you may not get a chance to hear. Um, and if you get a chance, check him out on IMDb. Lou Taylor Pucci. Um, he's been in a lot of cool things, including the the remake of Evil Dead, which yep. is awesome. Um, he's been in a, a movie called um, uh, The Answer Man, which was great. He was in a movie called Thumbsucker. He was in a movie called. Uh, the Horseman. You want to you want you want to suck a stick a little bit more? Well, I hope he did. You, you know, you want to read all the IMDb credits? I'm that? hoping that he go and actually watch one. Uh, go check it out. Um, I love it how you're 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 saying it like we're like we're begging for him to come to the show. Like we just, on our show, we just sir. I can text him right now. Like, come on the show, no problem. I know, I know. Uh, I'm actually trying to make it out yeah. like he's a, a bigger star than he actually is. Oh, no, shot fired. <laughs> Because he was also in 50 Pills. Yeah. Uh, we'll never forget <laughs> Lou, we will never let you forget it. No, anyway, definitely not. Uh, so, but yeah, check it out. But we've got some good stuff that's coming um, and, and some good stuff. Uh, hopefully some behind-the-scenes stuff that you guys uh, don't get a chance to normally hear in a, in a regular podcast. And, uh, yeah, let us know what you think. Leave a comment down below. But uh, thanks for being here. See you next time. Stay tuned, true believers. True believers.